welcome to Holy and Human, a podcast for mystics. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. Join us today as we explore how to connect and talk to your soul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first podcast ever. Yeah, here we go. We've been trying to do this for a long time, and we're really excited to get this out there. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, tips on how to talk to soul. So, Elisa has written this incredible book called Meet Your Soul uh, through Hay House, and it's all about getting information from your higher guidance, from your intuitive wisdom, and how to navigate life. We'll talk a lot more about that as we go, but sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes soul just, you can hear that intuitive whisper and it's it's loud and clear and it's coming in and you know what you got to do in your heart. And sometimes it's difficult. It's clouded by uh, the stress and unconscious beliefs and unworthiness and all sorts of stuff. So we're just going to cover today about how to clean up the soul communication and get down to it. I like it. I'm so glad we're finally doing this. We've been talking about doing a podcast for seven years and of course this is coming to fruition because our our youngest child is now five years old and in school so we are down to it and we're gonna pick him up in an hour like that's (laughs) life of a parent for you record a podcast in an hour before yeah and you might have seen on instagram stories we just we decided this like today because we kept getting all these signs from the universe to do the podcast and stop being perfectionistic and just get it out. Even if it's messy, even if we don't really know what we're doing, we just need to start. And um, two of the synchronistic things that happen around that is this week I had a client in a session who's a psychic. She gets psychic information. And at the end of the session, she's walking out of the door in the soul barn and she looks at me and says, are you doing a podcast? Are you, are you going to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, like surprised because we've been keeping it pretty much on the DL. And she's like, well, all the spirits are telling me to stop sleeping on it and get to it. <laughs> so I told Adam and we we're like, okay, we got to really prioritize this. And then I got a text today from my dear soul sister. And she was just like, I've been really feeling the podcast. Like you got to get yeah. it out there. So shout out to Stacy yeah. and everybody. The universe has definitely been, been conspiring for yeah. this to happen. So we're excited. Yeah. So and so we're... within five minutes, we just posted something that said, <laughs> if you guys have questions about soul journaling and all that, uh, we've already gotten a few questions here. So I think we're just going to start in, assume that listeners know a little bit about soul journaling. If you don't, uh, Elisa's book is the full instruction manual for it. So uh, that will go into everything in depth, but we're just going to kind of cover some human situations that come up when you're trying to connect to your soul. What I love about soul journaling, there's so much I love about it. It's my number one spiritual practice I use more than anything else. And I love meditating. I love speaking with spirits on the other side. I love like a million things we do for spiritual just like life. But (laughs) soul journaling, I think, is the number one way to, let's make a list here. Number one, psychically train yourself to really get your clear audience, your clear hearing, your ability to hear the voice of your soul at a super high level. It's going from amateur to pro instead of just randomly receiving intuitions at a whim when you're relaxed or when the universe is all aligned for it to come through, you're actually co-creating with the universe to really do your work on an egoic level. So you can really hear that shit when 
stuff is stressful, when you're angry, when it's a crisis. And it's a lot easier to hear your soul wisdom and intuition because you've built the muscle. It's very much a muscle. And if you don't, it's like yoga. If you do it once a year, that's like, you're going to be as flexible as me where you can barely touch your toes. And if you're like Adam and you're doing sun salutations like every day and stuff, you're going to have better hamstrings. So it's like everything yeah. in life. And I just prioritize soul journaling higher than hamstrings at this exact stage of my life. Yeah. Mostly because we're parents. I would say the most, for me, the number one reason I enjoy soul journaling is that it just makes me feel more like me. I feel like I've incarnated more of myself. I feel more connected to my authenticity. And I often, you know, I don't realize that I'm in a running pace in life. Like, I, I think I'm yeah. okay. I think I'm fine. I don't, I wouldn't identify that I'm stressed out. Totally. And then I sit down and I soul journal. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've made probably 10 decisions today that were stress decisions and choices that weren't coming from my most authentic self so it's so easy to go on autopilot and to think this is what's crazy about there's so much i have to say about this i don't even know how to do one podcast we're gonna try to do this (laughs) because this is literally like the passion of my life but i think that last point that a lot of times in sessions when i'm or we are doing two-on-ones or one-on-ones uh it will be a parent someone will be like yeah i think i know what i should do and they'll be like I'm sure this is my intuition. And then I'll just ask, well, if you just check in right now and ask your soul, what's your soul saying? 80% of the time it's different than what they think, which is that happened actually, I won't tell the details, but remember that happened in our client, our couple session yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which I was surprised about. So yeah, I don't want to give away any details of that client session, but I think, um, and I was surprised cause I actually didn't think he was going to get it in that moment. And then his soul came through so beautifully. Soul journaling is an opportunity to check in with what is the love voice and the love plan going to be here and to really hear that voice of your soul directly on. And what I also love about it, it's about practical, grounded, specific things. So we're not talking, you can ask in your soul journal, what's the meaning of life or, you know, what's my purpose? But you can also ask like, why is my four-year-old having tantrums every time we go swimming? You know, you can get such specific, it's so great for parents because a lot of times your children are not able developmentally to communicate to you what's going on. It can be great with elder people too, who are having Alzheimer's or other kind of cognitive issues where they cannot communicate and you can build your psychic abilities, your intuitive abilities to really help people. Yeah. And this happened just last night with, with our son where he was really upset about something and I couldn't figure out what it was. And so then I asked my soul and he, it was like, oh, he's kind of overwhelmed by this play date and he just needs five minutes space right now. And we plan on doing some some podcasts about soul parenting. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, but it's incredibly useful. So I think it's important to know that this soul journaling stuff is not woo-woo out there and it's not always just like, uh, cosmic channeled information from archangel yeah, like, whatever well it's not always just look on the sunny side you know it's not always just yeah. like be positive it's very specific information that helps, helps navigate complicated situations i mean i say that all the time how do people so i've been soul journaling since i was about 20 so for even a little before that because i got into it through the idea of like i forget the word for it 
there's a Jungian, a Carl, my, my background is in the work of Carl Jung, a Jungian version of this, but it's, they don't call it soul journaling. It's more like authentic writing kind of a thing. Um, so this is more really switching your brain state from beta to theta and actively talking to the entity that is your soul. But it definitely has helped me so much on like, I remember a couple years ago when we were going to the 4th of July parade where no one can ever park. Like, that, you have to park miles away. It's just, like, mayhem in our small town. And so, and we weren't going to go. I was like, I can't deal. It's, like, 100 degrees. There's, like, way too many people. And Sophia, my soul, was like, go. And I was like, really? Seriously? And then we drove down there. She's like, you're going to find a spot right up in front. And it was like, that's unheard of. We drove down there, and it was like, she led me in a map in my head to the street where the spot would be open. And we parked three cars away from the head of it and got a spot. And I just remember like, I've had so many psychic confirmations, but things like that are just always like, wow, like this is cool. And what an awesome tool to like have. But it takes a lot of training to get to that point where one, you notice, two, you trust it and three, you do it. That's true. Yeah. That's a good way. And also sometimes, um, some bumpy roads of, I thought that was my soul and then this thing didn't work out and now I hate my soul. When yeah. usually what that is, it wasn't you either your egoic misinterpreted the information or you projected out what you wanted to hear instead of listening to what was really coming through. Yeah. So that's the piece where the psychic training part is real. Every time you sit and set the intention to hear your soul, you build the muscle and it does get better. Anyone can do this. Yeah. There's always a feeling quality difference between when you're getting egoic information and soul information. And so... Uh, and sometimes the egoic information can be really loud. It can feel like the most practical, smart choice, um, but it might just not feel right. It might you not just resonate. You want to talk a little bit about that? And like how you can tell what an ego thought is versus a soul thought? Yeah. And at least it's going to look if there's more questions. Yeah, we have a list checking. of questions we want to read here. Um, but, you know, we often say there's there's this thing that happens in sessions when we bring in some soul information where we're like, this is the information we get that your soul is saying. And the client says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, because it always resonates to some degree. Uh, soul information should never feel like it's just completely foreign and disconnected from your heart. So I, a technique I use sometimes for soul journaling or, or connecting to my soul uh, just mentally, if I'm stressed out or overwhelmed, as I put a hand on my heart and I just feel like, what would love say? What does true love say? What does authentic love say in this situation? And feeling it palpably in my body really helps me connect. So ego voice can sometimes feel repetitive. Uh, it's, it gets you ruminating over and over. It can be loud. It can be practical. Sometimes it's aggressive with like, it kind of threats with an ultimatum or fear-based ideas. Like if you don't do this, then X, Y, and Z will happen. Uh, it can also- or Your life will be over. This is your yeah. only chance ever to get it right. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. And soul's threats. wisdom is always- Soul's wisdom can be big and it can be uh, precise, but it's always kind and it's always gentle with you. Sometimes it's really trying to kick your butt into gear of doing the right thing, but it's always understanding and it just feels right uh, in the body. Like a resonance. I think you all listening know what I mean. So let's read uh, a few questions questions? here that were sent. Do you want to read one of those? Yeah, that sounds good. So let's look here. Well, let's start with the mom question because a lot of people can relate to that. So 
this is a quote that I was sent today. Something that happens for me is dropping out of practice when life gets busy, like unconsciously busy. I'm a mom of three and we foster my niece as well. I find that I get so consumed with making sure everyone else is right. I think that might mean like everything is, yeah, everything else is going right, that I fall out of my practice and it makes me feel like all the work I was doing for myself has gone out the window or like the connection I had will be lost. Like you have to start all over. So number one, when you're a parent, it is busy. And so my goal was always like, I used to say, I, I want people to feel like moms to feel like they can hear their soul in the toilet because sometimes that's the only time you have five minutes away. If so that, yeah. it's definitely progress, not perfection and not being spiritually perfectionistic of like, I have to have an hour in the morning to sit on my mat with my tea and my candles and do a tea ceremony. Like, no, this is more like in the trenches of life, you want to be able to hear your soul. So you just take, you grab any moment you have to, to work to connect. So I do push obsessively writing it because that's like the difference between doing, putting your arms in the air versus having barbells with weights, you know, like it's like putting weights on to, to really up your game. A great thing about writing too, just a side note is that, uh, when I'm disconnected, I can go back and read my soul journaling totally. and, and I can feel my soul in the journaling it gets me connected again. So I some days I don't back. even, if I don't have time to sit down and ask soul questions, I can just read a little bit of my old writing. A lot of times a soul thing I'll do is if I'm just like in a bad mood or disconnected, I'll bring up my like 400 page soul journal word document. You can write it or you can, I type faster than I can write. So I have both like a written one and I also have my word document and I'll just like scroll back to around I'll ask a question like Sophia what do you want me to know right now and I'll scroll back and it's insane how often I'll hit just like yeah. the perfect thing Sophia wants me to know just for people that don't know our work Alisa keeps saying Sophia because in our exercise we encourage people to personify their soul and give it a name because it just helps mentally get the to get the wisdom how through. about at the end of this you lead them in a guided meditation to kind oh boy of okay <laughs> so if, if you can, can pull stay, that out of my stay yeah. through the talking part will uh will end with a little connecting yeah, exercise that sounds good um what else but were you yeah, talking about oh yeah this question. Tough. i would say with soul journaling it's you know it's obviously easier to get information from your soul when life is going good everything's good you know and 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 you feel good and your soul's you know tells you you're on track and it gets harder as life gets harder if you're financially stressed if you're you know stressed about health issues health issues and you're like why universe is this you know why how have thou forsaken me and but that is when it is the most important to yeah if you're vibrationally on the scale of like extreme anger victim energy or despair dark night of the soul it is harder but you can still hear your soul there and what i think's important to say there is uh you know sometimes when i'm really in the rut yeah you don't have to feel like you are uh in bliss or uh in a state of love but you can if you just get that one sentence from soul, it can save your life. If you're just, if you're so overwhelmed and your soul just says, today's about self-care, go take a shower and take a nap. In an hour, you're going to feel so much better. You'll be able to soul journal. So Sophia said to me before, today's about like crying in bed for 45 minutes or an hour and a half. You know, it's like sometimes it, you just have to fall apart. And then the information is like, 
now the information is to get up and to get outside of the sunshine. It's like, that's the thing about intuition is that there's no rules. There's no right or wrongs about what's spiritual or what's not. It's really about what's best for you today in your life and listening to what's going to bring you relief. I, I would say actually one of the most common blocks that I've seen with soul journaling is when people have an idea of what the totally. right or good thing to yes. do is. That's such a block. Uh, and so or then like, they... All my friends are saying yeah. kundalini yoga is the, be- the thing yeah. I should do. And yeah. even if that's great for them, maybe that's not going to work for that particular person for whatever they're going through or whatever they need energetically yeah. at that moment. Yeah. So they assume yeah. what, what their What's soul spiritual. is saying. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes soul just says, I mean, soul just changes. It's a, it's wisdom is a changing wisdom by the moment. Yeah. Cause maybe then it's like, don't go to Kundalini yoga yeah. today, but to, in go two tomorrow. months, yeah, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. that's the thing you need. Yeah. Um, that happened to me recently. I'm trying to think of what, but I can't remember. And it, that definitely happens a lot with like food for people and stuff. Yeah. Like it can definitely, your needs can change. That's why I don't think there's one right diet for everyone or one yeah. right, whatever. I would say as a parent, when it comes up the most is uh, like in the evenings, you know, you're all overwhelmed after watching the kids all day. And then sometimes my soul's like, just sit down and watch TV for an hour, you know, and which is not the information I always expect. Uh, I'm like, I would Here's rather a scandalous talk to Lisa. thing that actually came through a session but today. Then, well, sometimes my soul says then to not to actually go for a walk or whatever. So yeah. it changes. There's so much, you know, video games are horrible in every way whatsoever. But today in one of my sessions, it was like her son it really works for him when he's sensory overloaded at school from just like an empath point of view of like emotionally, it's good for him to do 45 minutes of video games when he gets home before he like starts doing his homework or shifting into evening things to zone out. It helps him also building other techniques. I actually talked about this video game. You can get where you have to lower your blood pressure and breathe to go on in the video game, you know, but anyway, monitors your heart rate or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it trains you to be a little more mindful, but I think, so I would say in for a list of why connecting to your soul is profound is first is it leads you away from moralism and ideology to the intuitive knowing of your heart for what really does feel right and wrong to you. So you are no longer basing your opinions off the cultural norm or what other people expect from you, but just what is coming from your soul, your specific soul. What I want to say, I feel like we've gone a huge yeah, circle. Sure. This is what we're learning about us in podcasts is we just have we a, lot a lot to talk say, about. Yeah. But yeah, I think back to the question is what I would say to you, questioner, <laughs> questioner, is that yeah, that happens where you do get out of practice sometimes. Sometimes you get, but but it doesn't mean you've lost the connection to your soul. She's always there watching you, loving you, waiting for you to come home. And it's as quick as a turn of your cheeks in that direction to come back home. So it's not that it's farther away. It's actually just the moment you remember and start to turn in that direction, the energy work starts to happen. And that's why I tell people when they're like, I can't hear my soul. I don't know when they're just starting out. And there's a lot of ego stuff kicking out. I'll say, that's okay if you don't have to know. First set the intention that like you want to know. And yeah. look, and, and then you can ask yourself, if I pretended to know what she would tell me right now, what would maybe that be? Hypothesize, take the pressure off. Suddenly people really know. And then if that doesn't help, I'll say, imagine I'm your friend. We're at a coffee shop. And I'm saying the, the problem, whatever problem they're trying to work out to you. You love me as a friend. What would you tell me to do? 
And suddenly they know exactly. Five minutes earlier, they have no idea what to do with this problem in their life. But if they just look at it as happening to their friend, what would they tell them? Soul comes through because if you love your friend, it's love coming through. It's your interpretation, your version of love that you're speaking. So if you don't, it also doesn't have to be so out there like, I can't talk to Soul if I don't know her exact one and true name. We should talk about that name thing. Yeah. Um, because I'm less picky. Like, it doesn't matter so much the name. It's like, she may have a true name or she might not. I'm saying she right now, but it can be a he. And it's less about what is the name and it's more about are you talking to her? So you can have a nickname. You can have a code name. The name can change over time. It's like just pick a name that makes you feel like you're connecting into the voice of love that feels like you, like your, like your vibe. Um, and a lot of times it can help to get an image from a movie or a cartoon or a book that you just love, that you love this character. This character feels old and wise and nurturing and all loving. That's a great way to start building the relationship between your ego and love, to start to talk to an entity as love, as a friend, as a the inner therapist that's always there, the best friend who always has your back. And that is so much inner child work. It's amazing to just really feel supported and loved in a, in a whole new way. And it's just about making it so direct and real, not abstract. We're not talking about the concept of soul. We're talking to the soul. That's what makes all the difference between, I think, our work and so much work where people are talking about soul. Yeah, I think a lot of New Agers are associating soul as soulful, like, uh, but we're we're literally talking about your, your soul energetic soul. as an entity. Yeah. Because I've had an out-of-body experience where I left my body, went back to the vortex of love that I was, that was in a soul, a ball of pink love, and I had a life review, and I could see Elisa down there who wasn't getting it because she wasn't connected to the energy of soul that existed. And that, and then when I came back into my body and felt like I was getting dumber and dumber as I was coming back down into my body and feeling a, a sense of fear of, I don't want to forget this. I feel like I know every answer to every question. I'm, I'm all love. Like, I don't want to forget this. It set in me, okay, what's a practice I can do and really help people do that connects us so we don't forget and in our next life review like miss it you know what we came here to do which is incarnate our true love self and really make courageous decisions in our relationships and at work and in our health and wherever from our authentic 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 self so this mom of three you're doing a great job even thinking about it you can't lose the connective work you've done already and i think um so some, yeah. So I'm getting some specific information for this person, yeah. which I think the viewers might be interested in, is, yeah. is that if you feel sad, it doesn't mean that you're disconnected from your soul. Because sometimes life can be hard, but it doesn't yeah. mean that life is wrong. It means you might be doing all the right things and just go, being, going we through say a, that a difficult so much period. to parents yeah. because when you have little kids and you're burnt out and you're nothing's wrong. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing developmentally, which is like testing limits and being wild. Yeah. And you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is like setting limits and loving them and having unconditional love. And it can be exhausting. Yeah. And it nothing's wrong. It just can be hard and sometimes. And so I would say when you're feeling that sadness, to put a hand on your heart and ask your soul just if she has, what's the message of love she has for you today? And it might be something like, take 10 more minutes <laughs> in the bath. It might be something like, 
uh, tomorrow go for a walk at a park with the kids. Like very practical things. And that's what I love about Saul. At least is scanning here for any more questions. But, uh, you know, one. I think the important point is that we all have a soul. Everyone has a soul and we all have an ego. And uh, this is just a real thing. And every single day we we are either listening to our ego or listening to our soul just automatically. And so the soul journaling, refocusing our attention consciously radically changes our lives. What do you do when every time you connect journal with your soul it seems you seem to get an it's all good it's all love answer back and your mind goes really come on can't it be all good all the time um you know one thing i say to people a lot of times people say why is my soul so repetitive and it's like because a lot of times we're dumb as egos even when we think we're really smart and we get repetitive information we're doing the same thing over and over so a lot of times sophia starts with me of like hi sophia what do you want me to know take a breath and i'm like again like you're always telling me to take breath. And then she said to me once, cause you're never breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and she's like, I'll stop telling you to take a breath when you learn to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes I think we need to hear it's all good. It's all good. Cause that we're scared and we don't know it's going to be all good and we don't trust it. And even though our ego is impatient for details and plans, sometimes what we need on a soul level is just, this is hard. Keep going. I'll give you the specific information, but it's going to be okay. It's all good and love in the end, too. Yeah. And then sometimes I don't want to leave listeners with the feeling that, you know, life is hard and your soul will tell you it's okay all the time because sometimes soul will change your mood. Sometimes you'll be in total despair. You know, I've been in those places where I'm like, yeah. nothing makes sense. I talk to my soul for five minutes and my soul's like, this is how it makes sense. That happened today. Did it? I <laughs> when we were, what happened? We went on a drive on the beach. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there and Adam was kind of like in a mood. Because if you think about what we do every day, we're always, all of us, fluctuating around in different states, you know, like brain states, but it's like vibrational states. And so we can get triggered and you can go into like a thing or just yeah. like a, oh, this thing's annoying. And you were talking and you were asking me, you said, what does my soul want me to know? And then I got the information. If you were forced to talk to your soul, it would actually raise your vibration so much quicker because you would get connected. Yep. And then when you did, you channeled the most beautiful thing that was so accurate and specific to your life. And then I told you... And then I was in a totally different place. Yeah. And I told you like, look how much more clear and strong that was than if I just told you. You kind of would have questioned me a little bit. Like, because I think... You know, if you heard it from me, it was maybe a little more well, I think different than if you just got it that's internally. That's a key factor of soul information is you're getting it yourself so you can feel it in your body. Feel yeah. what is true and what, what isn't true. The The summary of the situation was I there was just this uh, friend relationship where the I could tell they were in unconscious patterns and it just was sad for, for me to see that I was like I love this person and I don't want them to be doing this the rest of their lives but I think they will and why and, can't we meet just the heartbreak of like and so great to yeah meet. it just it just made me sad you yeah. know and uh and then and it kind of made me bummed and depressed and then I talked to my soul and my soul was like uh, it gave me specific information of how to deal with the relationship and a few things I could say, gave me some advice of how I could self-care and, and let go of getting uh, too emotionally pulled down by it. And the sadness was a true feeling. It wasn't like, don't feel sad, but just how to deal with that and how to, you know, move forward. So Yeah, and you're, you really shifted. It, 
you know, you still had sadness, but then you had clarity. Hope. You had I had hope. Yeah. I would say that's the biggest difference is yep. I went from feeling dismal to hopeful and hope, you know, hope is that extra ingredient. Hope is a miracle. Like through. if you can go from yeah. dismal to hope in 5 minutes, yeah. that's a freaking miracle. Absolutely. Let me see some of these other questions. Yeah, we're going to we're going to tie this up at pretty soon for uh, at least and I always knew the challenge with this podcast would be we just we can talk about this stuff forever. Uh, I like the one but, about and now I don't. Oh, the first one. How do you connect to your soul when you are so angry or in despair and all you can think to do is vomit on the page? How can you hear connect to your soul through the vomit? That, um, so vomit, I, I guess would we say, kind of addressed a little bit. Well, of that. I would say vomit is venting, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you have all these pent up emotions and sometimes you got to emotionally vomit. So. I do that. A lot of times if I'm just like pissed. I'm Italian, guys. I've got some <laughs> stuff that comes out sometimes. I'm not, you know, floating on a cloud. Um, An I, extrovert. I have a lot of love, but, you know, I've got some stuff. And when I'm pissed, I just vent it. So I'll do, and I always tell people there's a difference. A lot of times people talk to me about their soul journaling, but it has nothing to do with what I'm intending when I'm talking about soul journaling. They're like, I'm journaling from my soul and I'm writing poetry, but it's kind of from my ego. And I'm like, no, this is like actually going way up in brain state to get a different perspective on everything. Um, so I'll vent for five minutes. Like I'll let my ego be like, this is annoying. Why is this happening? I'm so sick of the da 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 vent. And then usually you feel a little like, okay, but I'll give myself a, what do you call it? A boundary? Like where it's time like time frame, time frame. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to bar for five minutes and then I'm going to be like, okay, Sophia, what do you want me to know? And sometimes that shift is annoying because if you're in a victim energy, which is usually what victim, what venting often is, there's a feeling of like, I don't want to get into the solution. Can I just like march around in a storm cloud yeah. is the problem. So expect it to be irritating and actually that's number one reason wouldn't you say i just do want to say this i'm suddenly getting really passionate about all this but like say it so many people love and read meet your soul but the percentage of people that soul journal and the way the book intends and explains is under eight percent and i would say that's mostly just people because not, not doing it and, and then it. and yeah. then or doing it once or twice saying what their ego wants to hear and then stopping or a lot of times the most common resistance is I, I'm not a writer I don't know how to write I'm scared I don't know what the information is and then my advice to that is like just do it it's uncomfortable you well, won't like it you'll have resistance yeah. you need to push through because there's actually energies and entities that don't want you doing this so a lot of times you have to internally and externally face that so that you're really claiming your spiritual sovereignty and being like no fuck it I'm going to claim my intuition and yeah. sometimes you have to fight for it like as, when, like writers fighting on a page when yeah. it's like you just sit your butt down even if that blank page is haunting you you just yeah. have to start to yeah self-doubt will pull you away out. from the page depression will pull you away from the page stress will pull you away from the page so sometimes just saying no and getting it's down revolutionary there. to do this work yeah. on, on an energetic level and so you're fighting the voice that you're not enough. You're fighting the voice you can't know your truth. You're yeah. fighting everyone who's ever told you that consciously or subconsciously. So when you sit down, it can be triggering. So my advice is always just like, make it light, fake it till you make it. Start with the whole kind of like, well, I don't know, but if I pretended to know what my soul, what would I say? Yeah. So I would say, uh, I want to say three things real quick. First thing is for that vomiting energy, I would say at least in our, uh, my, our two techniques is, uh, you can either 
vent with a time frame on the page. So you just, I'm gonna just vent and emotionally vomit. I'm just gonna write whatever comes out for five minutes, but then I'm done, I'm gonna soul journal. Uh, that's a good thing if you're in a really high triggered state. Uh, the second thing is it's okay for your ego's voice that's pissed off it to talk to your soul. You know, sometimes soul journaling looks like, God, I don't want to go apologize to my partner. And your soul is like, actually, this is what you should do. <laughs> and then your response can be like, no, I, I don't feel like it. And your soul will be like, well, as long as I know you don't feel like it, but as long as you don't do this, you still will feel upset. And so it becomes the soul becomes the inner angel the inner voice that's uh, bringing us to love and actually bringing those two dynamics together, those two opposing voices until they are integrated. So that's Definitely. that's the whole purpose. Lots of my soul journaling is my ego fighting with my soul's marching orders. Also, if you feel confused and you feel like you're getting differing information, just try again. You know, if you're unsure, you can always come back to it, take a jog, take a nap, try it the next day. Yeah. And, and you're building the psychic muscle, the clear audience so that you can hear more clearly. Yeah. Sometimes we just need some space or so I always tell people if you're getting nothing when you're soul journaling, maybe you're asking too charged questions. If they're too anxiety pr- producing, just drop it down. Ask casual questions. It's a great thing in the morning to ask your soul, what should I wear today? What's the weather going to be like today? Should I drive this way or this way in to work? Like all every time you look at her, or talk to her, you are connecting and that can you can be a busy mom doing that. It's just like running conversation in your head. But also when you write it, it ups the weights and it makes a record you can track. It makes your ego ability to process and integrate it into your life and it strengthens the muscle. So yeah. and I would say that we have never met anybody yet that could not soul journal. And cannot talk to their soul. We'll have I. Well, a lot we have of people so who think many, they couldn't. Yeah, we have so many sessions that start out people being like, "I don't know how to soldier. I'm never this gonna do impossible. this. this." And then yeah. we just say, "Just what if you just pretended to hear your soul right now?" And you know that first their and story will be like sometimes a little resistance yeah. for five to ten minutes on that. But usually they'll. I mean, I would. But say, then something yeah. pops. We get yeah. we pop yeah. the zits. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like yeah. this opening where then it's suddenly just, I think in general, people are like, it's that easy. Yeah. I think it, it's almost the the hard thing is that they can't believe it's that simple. Yeah. They'll get the sentence and then they'll be like, oh, but that really wasn't my soul. That couldn't You're like, have been. Yes. You like... lit up your energy aligned through your whole body when you said that. A lot of times we're like biofeedback machines where we're just helping people to recognize when they're resonating and then they yeah. can do it for themselves when i would they start say to that feel the feeling that sums up our work is yeah. helping people recognize when they're resonating with their soul and whenever you start resonating with your soul you're literally incarnating your soul's energy into your body and becoming a new person you're becoming who you were meant to be and that's person, what authenticity yeah. is. I yeah. talked to a lawyer this week where she was talking about she wanted to be more authentic and we were talking about it's less about what it is as a thing like getting a certain thing done it's more about that resonating your soul through your body no matter what you're doing yeah it's not what you do but how you do it yeah um so should we end with a meditation yeah i feel like there's so much to talk about and i feel like we could do like three more things on this but i think well how about enough for before we go uh we'll do You'll ask your soul if you have one last thing you want to say, and then I'll do the um, meditation here. Feel psychically the audience. What do they need to hear? Hang on, guys. We're going to just check in. (laughs) 
I was just laughing, feeling it. I think everybody's like, what? Um, I think. <laughs> Say what? what? Say what? I think I was talking really fast because I'm really excited about this. And this is like one of the topics that gets me like most pumped of anything. So probably future episodes might be a little less. I don't know, talking so fast. But, Probably not. But, <laughs> oh maybe not. Um, but I feel like what everybody mostly wants to hear is it's not that hard. Give it a shot. See how it goes. And tr- remember that you're a soul having a human experience, not a human having a spiritual soulful experience. So this is inherently in the deepest part of yourself. And it's just about shedding who you're not to come back into what you've always been. This isn't a new skill you're even learning. This is an unlearning of bullshit from society to just come back to what you knew as a child. Yeah. Nicely put. Anything Thomas wants to say? Adam Soul? That's that's the name of my soul. Um, He's just saying, and then watch the beauty happen. Do all that and watch the beauty happen. I think it's important that... We live in a place where ego, a culture where ego is constantly reconfirmed and cemented for us. So sometimes it's important to also take a second and and recognize the benefits of, hey, I talked to my soul today and you know what? It, I, this afternoon I played so much better with my kid and we had such good connections and, and I felt like we were really meeting each other. That was all because I soul journaled that morning. And so cherishing those moments and letting yourself marinate in those moments because that's the point the point of soul journaling is to create more soul in your life and and more love in your life so yeah and if you want more of the details go check out meet your soul the subtitles a powerful guide to connect with your most sacred self you can read the first three chapters on amazon read inside so you can get a feel for it and you want to lead us in a little yeah and if you're always if you're stuck with the journaling and you're and you're like this i don't i don't i don't have any fucking clue what adam and lee start talking about you can do sessions you can do a session yeah that can really help and sometimes when we're really building someone's psychic a bit like they're going deep into the soul journaling we you can book a group of them and then we get into it we have you send us your journaling we look at psychically the energy between you and your soul what what are the blocks and then we clear them with you so it can be intensive and beautiful work yep okay so if you're listening to this podcast I don't know where you'll be if you're in your car or if you're jogging or if you're sitting on your couch lying in your bed we're going to just take a moment to breathe deeply from our gut from the base of our belly we're just going to take three breaths and as you exhale just imagine the stress of your day melting out of you. And imagine peace washing over you. What we're doing is we're just calming the body, calming the mental rumination so that soul can come through more clearly. We'll take one more breath and set the intentions to get a message from our soul, our most loving and highest version of ourself, our deepest wisdom. 
today, we're just going to call soul love and ask love, what does it want to tell you right now? What does love want to tell you for today? What is your mantra for this day? And the information should be this, just the first thing that pops into your head and try to receive it without judgment or criticism. It's just playing with it. If it's wrong, that's okay. Doesn't matter. We're just warming up to the vibration of soul. Then we'll just ask our souls to be with us today, to help guide us, to help us make smart and wise decisions and bring us closer to love and the people we love in our most fulfilling life. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really happy Thank we got this you. recorded and out there. And we're really excited. There's a lot of new uh, topics to come that we're excited to talk about. We already were talking a little about soul parenting some past life things, uh, just all sorts of topics. And if you have any topics, suggestions, shoot us texts. What is it (laughs) called? I'm so bad at technology. DM in your inbox. I don't know. On Instagram, Facebook. Find us. Find us. Email. If you can. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Pigeon Courier. Tin can on a string. Yeah. That's the most effective way. <laughs> Telepathically. Oh, yeah. Actually, is probably... Yeah. That's the most effective No, way. I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from psychic information coming through, so send me a message. Chip it in yeah. stone. And roll it up to our yeah. house. You get the idea. We really appreciate it, guys. And yeah. Lots of love to you. We're so thankful and excited that you're joining us in this new venture. Love y'all. Yeah. Take care. <laughs>